is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline with systemsforselfcare.com, where I teach you to consistently take daily action so you can feel happier, healthier, and more confident. As you know, Imperfect Aging Mastery is open for registration. If you're that person who's like way on a diet or way off of a diet and you're tired of it, you know that you deserve better. Um, the, you know, the breast of 2021 and into 2022, you want to create this life where you have long-term balance Imperfect eating mastery is the program for you. So again, this is a one-to-one coaching program. I know I had a couple of questions. We were like, ah, you know, is your group starting soon? And it's like, well, it's not really a group program. Um, we will have a group kickoff, but it's one-to-one coaching. And I did this for a reason. Um, I think that when it comes to talking about food and your health and, you know, being way on a diet or way off a diet, it can feel really vulnerable. Um, you can feel very, very vulnerable and it can be hard to be open and honest in a group setting. So I don't really do group coaching with this anymore because I think that you get a lot more out of it when it's one-to-one coaching and the results that people have gotten, um, with the one-on-one coaching versus when I used to do group group coaching, it's a lot better. And again, I am here to help you create long-term balance with food. And I don't want you to feel like, oh man, I'm kind of an, I'm kind of an introvert, you know, being in part of a group, it's kind of, that's kind of scary. I don't want the group coaching component to be a barrier to you not getting the results that you want, right? So this is a one-to-one coaching program. There is an online course with it. This is going to help you find long-term balance with food. So again, Imperfect Eating Mastery, click the link in the show notes to get started. Um, or you can schedule a call with me if you're like, "Ah, I think maybe I'm not really sure schedule a call and we'll chat it over, but let's get to today's episode movement Monday. Super excited to talk about this. We're going to talk about, um, what life has looked like for me post 10 mile tough mutter. So I, I mean, I haven't done a race since end of 2018. So the marathon, the Desplaines River Trail Marathon in 2019. And then, um, you know, I was talking to Paul, I was like, yeah, I remember. And then at the end of 2019, because I felt like I was in a good spot, that is when I decided to keep running. I, it was, I only had like a week off after that um, race where I was like, cool, you know, my body feels good. I feel good to start running again. And I actually, that's when I joined a half marathon training program. I didn't sign up for the race. I joined a half marathon training program and did uh, that at the end of 2019 and into the beginning of 2020. Um, So it was a really great time to be running without a focus on a race, right? And so I know for a lot of us, myself included, um, the race has been the only thing motivating us. You know, I talked to someone, they talked about being an event dieter. I think there's a lot of people who are event runners. They only run if there's an event, (laughs) they only run if there is a race, but without the race, they're no longer running. And they think that they should just keep signing up for races. And I love a race. A race is fun, but, um, you know, as we know, races can just disappear. Um, they can just be closed down. They could, you know, whether it is the pandemic or weather or, um, or it can be like a shit show, like the Displains River Trail Marathon, where it was completely flooded and it was, you know, a, it was a shit show, right? So races, there, races can be a great motivator, 
but it can't, races aren't long-term motivation because races can cease to exist right one day. Right. So anyway, so I was talking to Paul about that, like, oh yeah, I remember I trained and I trained with that group. And that's when I got to the spring of 2020. And I was like, oh man, look, there's this marathon that I could do in the spring and I could do the fall marathon too. And, you know, I was in that really good place, um, mentally and with the mileage had to stop because of some things with my knee and hip pain, obviously in the pandemic. But now, you know, the Tough Mudder is done. Um, it got me, the Tough Mudder was a good motivation where, um, right, like I wanted to, the pain I wanted to not experience was, you know, physical pain on the day of the race. And the pleasure I wanted to experience was being able to complete this race. And I also wanted to make sure that my body felt good. I didn't, I wanted to avoid injury. I wanted to avoid that pain. Um, and I wanted to like day of the race and post race. Um, I wanted to avoid that injury. And then also like, I wanted to do it, the training in a way that I still like running. <laughs> I still like this when the race is done. So when, so after the tough murder, um, I did, I actually last week was a, sh it was not as intense as previous weeks, but I did the one mile and then the three miles. Um, and then I think I shared on Saturday that I, my plan was to run 10 miles this past Saturday. And so here's what it looked like for me. I actually hopped in my car, got to the South side, and I was able to do two miles, um, before the 5k with, um, Kara. And then I did the three miles with them. And then we kind of packed everything up and then I drove to a different neighborhood. I drove to, um, Hyde park, which is where Obama's Chicago home is. And I just ran around there, there for a little bit. Um, and I was able to get in another th uh, three miles. Yeah. Three miles. So I did a total of eight miles on Saturday, not quite the 10 that I was hoping to get done. But at that point I needed to go to the grocery store and then head back to the North side because, uh, we were headed to my parents' house for my mom's birthday. So, um, yeah, I was able to get in eight miles on Saturday and I also kind of had in my head, I was like, well, maybe I'll do another two miles in the evening. But at that point, I, my body was beat and I was, I was so tired. And I was like, you know what? I think eight miles is good enough right now. <laughs> eight miles is good enough. You're not training for a race. So it's not like you're far behind or you're messing up your training plan. Um, you're just doing eight miles for the fun of it, kind of. And it was funny because Paul went to his, um, Paul went to the class at our CrossFit gym and he was like, oh, Jacqueline's actually running 10 miles right now. Someone's like, she's running 10 miles, eight, but she's running 10 miles. Why? Like just for fun. And he's like, yeah, kind of. And it is, yeah, like it is kind of for fun, but also I would say that a big motivating factor, remember pain and pleasure. So yeah, it is kind of fun. That is part of the reason that I do it. Um, but also part of it is um, pain that I want to avoid. I want to avoid having to start over again. If you are someone who has yo-yoed after a race, um, you've been an event, event racer, event runner. Um, you know, that when the race is done, you stop running and then you have to start over, right? Right. Like you're starting over every, every spring, you're starting over every fall. I don't want to have to start this over. I don't want to have to start building back up to double mileage. 
I don't want to have to start over uh, getting like learning to get myself up on weekends to go. I don't want to have to start all of those habits over. So part of the reason that I'm sticking with this is to avoid that pain, to move away from that pain. I've experienced that pain before. It's not fun. It can be a mind fuck and you're just like frustrated with yourselves. Like, oh, why did I, why did I stop running? Right. You get, I don't want to have that. I don't have that conversation with myself. So what I'm doing right now is continuing on with running. So that's the thing. Like a lot of times we don't want to feel those yucky emotions, right? We don't want to have to feel guilt. We don't want to have to feel that way, but those yucky emotions can actually motivate you to change. <laughs> um, they, they serve a purpose, right? And so feeling frustrated with your, yourself, I felt frustrated with myself in the past. I no longer want to have to feel that way. Um, so it's motivating me to continue with running. Now, again, it's not, I'm not jumping out of bed, you know, jumping um, for joy to get to go run eight miles when it's 90 degree degrees outside or 10 miles, whatever it is to eight, 10, whatever it ends up being. I'm not jumping out of bed, you know, super, super excited. It's not my personality. There's kind of like a, oh man, it's so early. Why did I agree to do this? There's that for a few minutes. I roll out of bed. I get my shit together. I get going and it's fine. But I, I say that because again, so many people think that motivation should be feeling enthusiastic or excited. But the truth is you may never feel enthusiastic and excited. That's not my natural personality to feel enthusiastic or excited about running or about anything. Um, usually there's like a little bit of dread and a little bit of anxiety, about whatever I'm about to go do, and then I get it done and I feel fine. Um, so again, finding motivation to continue on with running for me, um, the motivation is I don't want to have to start over. <laughs> the motivation is I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to say, you know, I'm a person who can consistently run. So there's that identity piece again. I no longer want to be that person who starts and stops. I'm sick of being that person who starts and stops and starts and stops, right? I am sick of being that person. I want to continue being the person who just consistently does, that person who consistently takes daily action. So again, the actions that I'm taking when it comes to movement, it's different every day, right? Like I shared, like I run on Tuesdays, Tuesdays, uh, Thursdays, and Saturday, right? So that's what running looks like. But every day I'm taking a walk every day. I'm stretching for a little bit every day. I'm doing my physical therapy exercises. Um, a couple of times a week I'm, I'm lifting weights. Um, but yeah, consistently taking daily action, but it looks a little bit different, but again, doing it this way, I get to avoid having to start over. I used to start and stop and start and stop. I mean, really my whole adult life. I mean, even I can remember, in college, you know, going, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to PepsiCo and go run on the treadmill with my little disc man playing my little CDs. I remember that in college. And I remember going to fitness classes or, Oh, I'm going to, you know, no, I, and I, it would never last. It would never last. I would start and stop and start and stop. I no longer want that to be who I am. I just want to be that person who consistently does. And so I think one of the great things about this too, is that now it just, yeah, it's just like built into my identity. I run on Tuesdays. I run on Thursdays. I run on Saturdays. That's what I do. That's a part of who I am. I no longer have to think about if I'm going to go do it. It's just built in. Um, that's really great for me, 
especially the Saturday runs, because that was such a struggle. Oh my gosh. That was such a struggle five years ago, four years ago, probably three years ago. That was a struggle to actually go and get it done. And there were like plenty of times that it, it wouldn't get done. I would get up too late and it would be too hot. Right. So now, no, this is just, that's just what you do. (laughs) You wake up early on Saturdays. You're kind of a, you know, a bummer on Friday nights. You know, everyone else might be drinking and boozing and partying and whatever and staying up late, but I'm kind of that lame person that goes to bed early and, you know, isn't eating a ton ton of shit because they have to wake up early and they're, you know, they're going to go running. Um, so that, yeah, it feels good. So again, the motivation, it's the motivation. It doesn't feel like (laughs) enthusiasm or, or excitement right now. It, it does. It, it is kind of um, me of wanting to avoid pain, me wanting to avoid having to start over, you know, that. Um, so, yeah, remember that. Remember for you, um, a motivation to do this, to, you know, take care of yourself. It might start from that place of, you know, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of blank. I'm so sick and tired of feeling blank. I'm so sick and tired of saying this about myself or feeling this way about myself, pain can actually be a great motivator. Um, and then, and then you do get to experience the pleasure. You get to experience the good things about life and about being an active person and consistently taking daily action. So I hope today's episode is helpful. Go take action. Remember nothing changes unless you take action. And maybe one of the actions you need to take is to schedule a call with me. We can chat about where you are right now, where you want to be. And we'll talk about the plan to get you, get, get you there. So you can go to assistanceforselfcare.com for that. Um, click the, there's a button that says schedule a call. That's with me, Jacqueline, the person you're listening to. Take care. I will see you in the next one. Bye.